Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm here joined by my esteemed colleague, one Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? Howdy, Frederick. How's life treating you, young man? Um, Category fives are not happening. Raindrops are not even happening. It's not even sprinkling outside. Ooh, I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me on my right. Hell no. It ain't nobody even I didn't even want to dominate. I just wanted to be competitive. <laughs> Ed Reed wanted us to be competitive competitive and we ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm hurt, dog. I'm hurt. Oh, I think I lost you. Rick, did I lose you? Was the river too too much for you? Was that too much for you? Um, it's okay, man. I okay. I, I understand. Uh, it it happens, man. It's it's okay. It's gonna be fun. I'm not going to even I'm not going to even clown on you. You know, I'm not going to even say stuff like, "Dang, man, is Miami allergic to the end zone?" or anything like that. You know, um, it's all good. Yeah. You know, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. I thought we were allergic to tackling people. I thought we were allergic to calling competent play calling. I thought we were uh, allergic to covering people. Um, DJ Ivy, uh, he made up for it, but I guess. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, uh, week 10, college football. Um, Not a great week for me, but a great week for some. For some. Um, Before we jump right into it. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, CFB Overdrive. You can follow me on Twitter. Fred Produce CFB, you probably saw some, some not-so-great tweets. Some, 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 no, nah, I didn't say. I This time I didn't say um, what I wanted to say. Um, Consider jumping in the transfer portal. But, you know, going down with the ship, got to do that. Um, Rick, where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at RickBrown91, RickBrown91. 91. So we have this week was a wild one. Every week we keep saying things are going to be just normal, you know, just just normal. And and then we get, you know, this week like we did last week and then last week and then the week before that. Um, college football is is the one sport is at least the differentiation between this game this this version of football and the pro and the pro guys at least the pro guys you have generally speaking you have an idea of who's going to win right the college game is so unpredictable i i usually go in saying i have a couple things i usually always bet on oh, who's home who's at home who's my quarterback and is nick saban pissed off or not Mm-mm. After a loss, none of that. I just throw all of that out the window this week because we can we can get it cracking with this one. So we can start it off with the one that mattered the most. Uh, we had a big time matchup between Georgia and number one Tennessee. Uh, Georgia was number one in the AP poll, and Tennessee was number one in the newly released, freshly released, first initial college football playoff ranking. Uh, we hadn't seen a matchup like this as far as ranking is concerned, uh, dating back to, uh, was it 2013, Alabama 
and LSU, which turned out to be allegedly the greatest game ever played. I wouldn't go that far, but you know, that's what they like. They like to label games with these, these huge expectations. Cool. Um, I said on the last time we were here, I said, Georgia will not be Alabama. They're going to smother Tennessee. Kirby's already seen a little bit of what Nick didn't do right. And um, from the beginning of this game, I was like, oh, boy, this one's going to be fun because Tennessee is known for big plays and going fast. Well, there were no big plays and there was no up-tempo go fast. Well, there were, well, there was. I take that back. Georgia went fast <laughs> and furious and physical for four quarters. I think um, Hendon Hooker finally got a taste of what the SEC really looks like, what a real team, no, no offense to Alabama on defense, but he got to see a real defense this week. Uh, he's This is probably the closest thing he's going to see until he gets to the NFL, to a real NFL-level defense, and these guys are, aren't even as good as last year. Um, they played a lot of man. They played in. They played a lot of press uh, on the defensive side. Kirby is gonna be Kirby. He's gonna blitz you, and he's gonna blitz you, and he's gonna continue to blitz you from all angles, corners, linebackers. Jalen Carter actually played in this game. He was a very disruptive piece. Helped get a safety early. Tennessee never got his footing, and um, we we saw a couple double moves, and that was it. I mean, this game was over by halftime. I'm not going to go that far, that it was over by halftime, but you just did not feel that Tennessee was going to win this game. Georgia was uh, more physical. Georgia was set the tone, set the tempo, did what they wanted to do offensively and defensively for the first time, at least this year. Um, Hooker and the Vols were shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a little running game early, but it was just in spurts. They couldn't do anything consistently offensively. Uh, we figured they would struggle being on the road uh, against a dominant team. Uh, you knew it wouldn't be a cakewalk like they had been uh, playing most of the year. But I mean, do we do we? Now that the, I guess the, everyone was hyped about Tennessee and the, the, their resurgence and seemingly come out of nowhere. And I said at the beginning of the year, I said, don't forget about the defending mm-hmm. college football champions. We, we, we tend to, to kick the defending champs unless they're called Alabama. Aside real soon for the next big up and coming thing. And all Georgia's done is win. All Stetson's done is make plays. All that defense has done is really control opponents. Are we looking at a new front runner for the national championship, Fred? I'm not ready to, to crown him. You can crown him. I'm not ready to crown him yet, but 
I see an eerie, really similar formula to what Alabama used to look like. Fast, physical, key key emphasis on physical um, at every position, especially across the, the both lines of scrimmage. Tough running game. Game manager quarterback, but can take over games when they need to. Um, good receivers, not great receivers, but they just find ways to just push. They lean on you in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they don't have to score a lot of points in the second half when you're up 24 to six and you can just lean on a good deal, a solid defense that's not going to get, that's not going to beat themselves. I'm not ready to crown him yet for a long run, but Kirby has his team in the right direction and recruiting is getting better and better every year. Um, Hats off to Tennessee for a great start. You're not completely out of it. We've seen a non-division winner or or a non-conference winner uh, get to a college football playoff, but it's going to be really tough, especially with some of the teams that have are going to jump you. Uh, I said this was going to be my dark horse team, and they have been really good this year. Um, I didn't expect them to be this much of a dark horse, but I expected like two, three, two or three losses. Nothing crazy, but at least big numbers offensively. They've done a, they've done, they far exceeded my expectations. Uh, they're playing with house money right now, uh, finishing second to the defending, the reigning and defending champions. It's not too bad, not too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the next Alabama, um, the current Alabama uh, was in a dogfight, and we saw Nick Saban lose the same way he lost six years ago. Same exact play, same exact spot on the field. Uh, what may I be talking about? And he actually lost to the same mascot. Go figure. <laughs> in the same, not in the same location, but the same mascot. So. Uh, Brian Kelly and his LSU Tigers faced off against Alabama and uh, at, at number six Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, this game came down to the wire. Uh, I remember the play like it was yesterday, reaching back six years ago to Clemson, Alabama, national championships. Deshaun Watson says we're going to run sprint right option. We're going to run the pick, and we're going to hit. We're going to hit. Uh, we're going to hit. Our, we're going to hit our. Uh, slot receiver right on the at the, the front pylon. The pick works, even though it's a little illegal. Us offensive guys say it's not a pick. He just got in the way accidentally. Uh, y'all defensive guys say that's a pick. Whatever. Um, but Mason Taylor catches the catches the uh, the two point conversion, wins the game. Um, Brian Kelly has taken down Nick Saban, got a little revenge from a few years ago when his fighting Irish were completely obliterated in the national championship. And now he's taken Nick Saban's last gasp national championship hopes away. And maybe just maybe SEC West hopes away too. Mm. Hmm. You know, the thing about this game and, this was my concern, uh, and everyone knows I picked Alabama on this one. Uh, mostly everyone did. But Death Valley at night. Mm-hmm. Death Valley at night is a different place. It's almost like a, a haunted house. Or if you're into spirits, one of those um, going to New Orleans and <laughs> getting voodoo. Wow, 
is it is Louisiana. But yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, is <laughs> it just kind of dawned on me. It's just a weird place to play at night. How Florida State got out of there, I don't know, but um, that was in the that was in well, what oh, we, yeah, that was yeah. in the Superdome, so yeah. that wasn't even in Death Valley, yeah, that wasn't yeah. even in Death Valley. So, what what concerns me about this Alabama team or, or, or what is troubling is this secondary is garbage. I mean, they just could not, it, it, it seemed LSU could, could do, could do no wrong. They uh, they couldn't generate a pass rush. Alabama's defense couldn't really generate a pass rush, and, and, and they were completing anything and everything when they needed to. It, they were making plays. Now, whether we say that, I mean, is it possible? Is it possible that Nick Saban, the great Nick Saban? Got out coach in this game. Ooh. Hmm. Because I saw no adjustments from the first half to the second half. Defense not defensively. They just didn't make any plays. Shout out to Bryce to Bryce Young though. I mean, kid is cooler than the fan. I mean this kid, no matter, he didn't have a great game, but he did enough to give his team a chance. <laughs> I mean, and, and he 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 kept making plays. That 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 was all right with me. I love seeing that. But back to Alabama's defense. Did you hear Will's name at all? Didn't I? Didn't at all. And I and I think this is. The bad part when it comes to being that top pass rusher mm-hmm. in the country, mm-hmm. teams are gonna chip you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get chipped by. You're gonna get chipped by the tight end. You're gonna mm-hmm. get double teamed. And if last gasp, the running back is gonna be left in to block you. So you don't have. But the other guy, Dallas Turner or whoever, needs to whoever. be a, the guy. Mm-hmm. You're get. Imagine you're getting. A combination of three to four guys are are dedicated to you. There's only eleven on defense. Let four people are saying, "Don't let him affect the game," and you still and he doesn't affect the game. But no one else affects it either. So <laughs> it's it's very tough. It, it can be very frustrating for a top top a top end like him to to really not have any production, and then the other guy's not getting off either. Mm, 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 mm. It was it was, it was was something. I, I just, I mean, hello. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to just blame it on the secondary because cause you were. I, I mean, do. If, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, if your pass rush isn't getting home, we, 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 we talked about this. You you cannot guard for I don't care who you are from from um, Deion Sanders who said that God made the earth is, uh, the earth is made of seventy five of covered is covered by seventy five percent water and he covers the other twenty five uh, or Revis Allen who you who receivers go to die mm-hmm. but even they can't cover 
anybody for three, four, five seconds. It's impossible. It, it's well, not impossible, but you can't do that. And Alabama was again. So the pass rush and the back end work in tandem. Mm-hmm. If the pass rush isn't getting home, or if the back end isn't holding up, then the pass rush can't get there. But if the if the pass rush isn't getting there, then the back end can't hold up. It's a vicious cycle, folks, but it's true. Alabama came away with four sacks, but it didn't feel like it. It really didn't. Bryce Young, well, first before I go to Bryce Young, um, Alabama is Alabama. Their bread, their DNA is still running the football. Jameer Gibbs got 15 carries for 99 yards. Great. Nobody else had more than 17 yards. No one else got more than seven carries. Bryce Young is having to put this team on his back. How many times did he throw the ball yesterday? 25 of 51 for 328. (laughs) One touchdown, one pick. 51 times, bro. Yeah, that's too much. It's too much. Or any level. At the highest level. 45 times is about as much as that's the threshold. After if after about 40, 45 times, unless you're just having a game where that's the game plan, Alabama doesn't come in the game saying we're throwing the football this much. We want to they want to run the football, control the line of scrimmage, throw the ball on play action. Nick Saban, if it was up to Nick Saban, they'd probably be a triple option team because they don't want to run the they want to run the football. But that's rather here nor there. They don't want Bryce Young throwing the football this much, scrambling for his life. <laughs> the left side of the line is okay. The right side still is an issue. I just it, it boggles my mind. Alabama has since Kirby Smart has left, it they're def- defensively, they sit back and play coverage, hoping their front four gets home and that works when you have Tim Williams or um, Will Anderson or whoever that pass rusher is, and you guys are getting home. The difference between Kirby Smart and Pete Golding, who Alabama fans absolutely detest, and I can understand why. Go watch that. Go watch Georgia and Tennessee. Georgia said, "We're not letting you have any time to think. You're going to have to react." And you have to play fast and physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. We're gonna see if we're gonna see if um, this pressure. Let's see how much. Let's see if this pressure can bust a pipe. And uh, yeah, Tennessee. Well, the pipe burst. Alabama hasn't made anybody's pipes burst. Just saying. <laughs> LSU, just a just a quick one. Um, Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer, 277 total yards on offense with two passing touchdowns and a rushing score. Uh, he now has had two over 250 yards of total offense in seven of his last nine games. And, and after only six, uh, having six uh, last season. So as a Sun Devil, big time changes. 
uh, Alabama needs LSU to now – their playoff contention is completely over, and now they need LSU to lose both of its remaining conference games to have any chance of winning an SEC West crown. Don't see that happening. But this is college football, so things – crazy thing, crazier things have happened. So – uh, speaking of crazy things, you know how they say, you know, everything, it, it always comes back around. Things always come back around. Well, Clemson and quarterback DJ Yui uh things came back around maybe a little bit faster than he thought. Uh, a few years, a couple years ago, we actually met DJ, young DJ Yui Ungalele when Trevor Lawrence went down uh, in the COVID year. Uh, Clemson, played, Clemson played Notre Dame. Uh, when Notre Dame was had one foot in the ACC for a year, and we met young DJ in a loss, but nonetheless, it was a very it gave Clemson a lot of hope going forward. Uh, that hope has seemingly dried up. He is a junior now and hasn't improved since. Yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, Dabo dr- pulled him in after three quarters. It took him three quarters to figure out, hey, let's pull the quarterback uh, down fourteen nothing. Uh, young Kate Klubnik, who was the number one quarterback coming out of high school last year, uh, he came in and seemingly threw a pick six. Um, that was that was, uh, or I'm sorry, he threw a pick. That wasn't great. And then Dabo says, "Oh yeah, the young freshman throws a pick after we struggle for three quarters. Let me go ahead and just uh, pull the freshman now that he's thrown a pick, kill his confidence." And then bring back DJ, who I've already pulled twice in back-to-back games. And, hey, by the way, come on back in, DJ. And now you're going to throw a 96-yard pick six on our way to a 21-0 blowout and upset loss. To an 8-3 Notre Dame team that has risen from the ashes. Mm. Maybe maybe converting to Catholicism. Never mind. Let, let, let me leave that alone. Touchdown, Jesus. I'm not getting involved in that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Mario Cristobal need to go. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> let it go. Um, as I mentioned on <laughs> Wednesday, this team has gotten better each and every week. Talking about Notre Dame. Um. Everyone was trying to, and I and I, I think even my co-host was trying to get rid of. No, my co-host just hates, uh, as he calls them, the little leprechauns. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta, you gotta, for y'all who's not listening, you have to understand his background and where that's coming from. Just think uh, convicts and Catholics, and then you will understand <laughs> everything why he has venom for Notre Dame, but. Having said that, um, Freeman has those boys playing very tough. It seemed like they wanted to get rid of him early. Now I think they're loving him. Dabo, don't know what you were thinking. You took too long. Just go ahead and make the switch. I, I know the kid. If, if the kid's not ready, then okay. Then just give him. Give them a series or two in the middle of the game, but don't make it seem like it's a switch because you're not doing anything to their confidence or for their confidence or for for the team's confidence in that. Um, 
yeah, everyone was kind of shaky about Clemson being up in that number four or whatever. They don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, they're done. It's it's been it's the right. formula it's been, it's for real. <laughs> the formula for beating this team was stack the box and make DJ beat you. And twenty, I don't want DJ throwing the ball more than twenty five times a game, and that's maybe a little too much. Uh, Will Shipley had twelve carries for sixty yards um, and a touchdown. That was great, I guess. Uh, but DJ twenty seven of thirty nine for one hundred and ninety one yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And that was all she wrote. Notre Dame said, "We're going to run the football down your throat." Um, to the tone of over 230 yards, and for the actually, and actually, the official number uh, for Notre Dame was 263 yards. Mm. Yeah, 263 yards. They had a grand total of 85 yards through the air. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. When your quarterback is your quarterback, still just, I mean. It's it's bad when you're nine of seventeen for eighty five yards and a touchdown, and yet you still are just running it down people's throats. Um, Logan Diggs, Logan Diggs went off seventeen carries, hundred and fourteen yards. Um, Audric Esteem, hundred and four yards on fourteen carries. Both of these young men. Uh, Dominated on the ground. I mean, they did. They gave Clemson everything they wanted. I'm just gonna call it what it was. And for a very strong run defense, uh, Clemson is they're they're done. We don't have to worry about them anymore. Um, they're no more. No more of that. Oh, we're gonna find a way at the end. No, no more of that. But while they were losing ugly, another team who perceived they had a perceived of ugly loss. I don't think they should drop too bad, but, you know, the average fan who hasn't watched the game and, you know, you just go off of press clippings, they may think a little differently. But I'm here to tell you, Ohio State is still here. They're not going anywhere. Uh, they, they won ugly. They won when they needed to. Uh, it was a little scary in the beginning. Uh, I was like, Ohio State, did y'all know there was a football game today? Um, going up against Northwestern. 50 mile an hour gusts, lots of rain, slow track. The, they let the Northwestern, um, even though they were one and they were one in seven, uh, they allow they basically let the grass grow a little bit longer than normal. So you got a slow track. So it takes the quarterback out of the game. Now, if this happens next week, mm, okay, we we might have to revisit this, but. When you have all of these elements, it really changes the, the dynamic. No Travion Henderson, didn't matter. Um, Ryan Day and company figured it out, and they dispatched of one uh, Northwestern, who is now one and eight, heading into a lock. Um, they're one and eight, and yeah, it, it's a done deal. Uh, Ohio State should have a cakewalk the rest of the way until they see. Uh, their rivals in Michigan, which will probably more that will determine the Big Ten champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other than saying that it's hard to when when you're when you're a kid, it, you can play in the rain and it's all fun and it, it's cool, sliding and muddy and. Mm-hmm. 
all of that. Um, but once you play at a on any level, I would say for real, for real, it ain't as fun. It's not fun for the quarterback. It's not fun for running backs. It's not fun for wide receivers. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough playing in elements. Trust me. Um, and I don't think it will hurt um, Ohio State that much uh, because of everything else that happened yesterday in college football. So uh, they'll be number two more than likely headed into um, all, all across the board, I would think. And shoot, it's right out time until it's um, until it's Michigan time. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of close ones and pulling one out, uh, TCU, they just keep coming back and finding ways to win at the end of games. Uh, some call it luck. Some call it skill. I know Happy Gilmore, you know, good old Happy Gilmore. Um, he said some might call it luck. I call it, well, you know, luck, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean – from when I look at this TCU team, they just keep finding ways to win games. And I kind of peeked in on this one a couple times and just seeing the fight from this team, Johnston didn't really do much in this one um, at wide receiver, but they just found a way. Tyler show just the former Oregon quarterback didn't really help much for Texas tech. Uh, but TCU just finding ways to win games late down the stretch. Keeps them undefeated. And, um, you know, the last time this team was like this was, I think, what, 2014? And it was, I mean, it's it's been a minute. But TCU, this is a good football team. This is a real good football team. The fight, Joe Briggs. Uh, shout out to my Polk County partner, Joe Briggs, Esquire. Uh, your your. Your horn frogs keep on hopping, buddy. There's one thing about um, teams that that are built the right way. It, and a lot of people think it's cliches when they say, you know, you got to play four quarters and, you know, take one play at a time. This team is the epitome of those cliches where – no matter what you do, what your team does, we're going to do what we do. And at the end of the day, if we're behind, we're going to catch you and win. If we're ahead, we're going to stay ahead. We're going to make one more play than you do, and we're going to win. It's a mental toughness that that Sonny D, the coach, has instilled in them that this team is under the radar scary. Not that they, because they can be beat by anybody. I don't think this is a world be uh, a world class squad, or, or they can beat the world. I don't. I think they can lose to any team they play, but there's something about their that mental fortitude that they have that they've been instilled in that that's been instilled in them that just doesn't allow that 
<laughs> and that they feel that they're going to win. And I think confidence goes a long, long ways. No one, when they've been punched in the mouth, they've punched back. And that's why I think they're on the cusp of a playoff run now. They get to speaking of playoffs. Um, they've actually they got a couple tests left. Um, one being that that team in Austin that I tried to tell you, you didn't listen to me. Went into the little apple and um, you know, handled business. Tried to tell you that. Um, you know, one day you're gonna learn to listen to me. You never know. Who did uh, you pick? Who did you pick in your picks? I so I, here's something interesting. Here's something interesting. Here's Who something did you pick in your picks? Who's this is interesting. At the la, at the last possible minute, I changed my pick to wait a minute. To, to wait a minute. Kansas whoa, whoa, State. whoa. At so, the last uh, I pulled a Rick Brown and I changed uh, my pick at the uh, last overthinking it. Uh, uh, overthinking uh, it, and I said, and I'm like, oh mm, my god, I'm gonna be, but, mm, mm. but I tried to tell you on Wednesday, so I'm half right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they um, th- this TCU team has to go to Austin next week. Follow that up by going to Waco to play Baylor, and then they finish the season with Iowa State. So they're not all the way out of the woods, but if they can navigate these three, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Speaking about speaking of navigating things, right? So the Big Ten West got real crazy real fast. Uh, We had a number 16 Illinois fighting, the fighting Illini. They lost to, uh, they lost to Sparty. They lost to Michigan State, who were down like four, what, eight players, four players. At least eight. <laughs> At least eight. So losing that game. So then Wisconsin just does. I mean, they drubbed. Drubbed. 23 to 10 is not drub. And if you saw the game on the field, you would have said it too. Um, they did. They ran over, through, and around. <laughs> Everybody. Um, but then... Um, when you look at how this that Iowa team they scored more touchdowns probably in one game that I've seen in a while. Uh, Minnesota they came back against Nebraska, so we have a log jam here in the Big Ten West. You have the Fighting Illini who are four and two in div- in division. Um, we also have in conference. So then we have Wisconsin who's three and three in division. You also have Purdue, who is three and three in division, Iowa, who is now three and three in division, and Minnesota, who is three and three in division. Slight, slight, slightest of margins. Illinois, you're not out of it all the way. Just saying. I mean, they're leading the conference. I mean, the 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 division. So all they got to do is not have another slip up and. They're the um <clears throat> they'll be the uh Thanksgiving dinner for the East winner of that conference. Um no one's in the West is gonna win. Oh no, absolutely not. No so, one expects it now. So I'm not even I don't even care about this tag on They have a loss on their schedule coming. It won't happen this week coming, probably. Probably. 
But they have Purdue, and then they have to go to the big house on November 19th. One o'clock kick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you beat Purdue, who's three and three, that gives Wisconsin that opens it up for Wisconsin, who you've already played and you've beaten them. So you have the head to head. So they need probably two losses. Somebody's gonna need two losses, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh Purdue, let's just say Purdue knocks those guys off, and then Michigan, of course, Michigan's gonna knock those guys off. Now, Northwestern, that's a different story, but, I mean, Northwestern, I mean, if we have more more bad weather, and we know there's going to be bad weather in late November, anything's possible. Hey, mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett said that, right? Yeah, anything's possible. Yeah, he did. He did. He said that. So, beyond that, beyond that, um, yeah, so we have – we had some, some very – Interesting. Well, no, we uh, actually. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to shortchange these guys. I got to give a round of applause for Kansas. They're going bowling. They're going bowling. Why? Because they had a big win, and uh, yeah, a big win over a Spencer Sanders list Oklahoma State Cowboy team. The goalposts went down. They won 37-16. They did everything they needed to. I am very happy for this team because this team, they surprised us in the beginning of the year. And then they just decided, oh, we like winning. We like this winning thing. Uh, they've had 133 losses since since the last time they were bowl eligible, which is just crazy. That's the most out of any school. Um, yeah, they this team was, what, 9 and 60? And this team – Lance Leopold has brought this team back to some form of relevance. So, got to be good. We got to be happy for those guys. Kansas hasn't been to a bowl since 2008. I was in high school the last time Mark Mangino was on the sideline and they went to the Orange Bowl. <clears throat> so, um, that that lets you know right there how um, how big this is and how – how low the Jayhawks football team had fallen, has fallen, had fallen, and now looks like they're going bowling again. So congratulations to the Jayhawks. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's just get it. Let's get this one out of the way. Miami lost forty-five to three. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me. Am I all right? Hell no. It was awful. Uh, I got so my phone is still blowing up. My phone is still blowing up. Tyler Van Dyke didn't really play well. Uh, he's still injured. Ja'Curry Brown comes in. He didn't play well. Jake Garcia comes in on third down. Like, we don't know that you're throwing the football because it is um, musical chairs at quarterback. We put the running quarterback in for first and second down, and we put the throwing quarterback in. I mean, that that is so dysfunctional. It is the beyond. It is the epitome of dysfunctional, and it is aggravating beyond any, any anything I've ever seen. Um, I knew that game was going to get ugly real quick when Pokey Wilson beat uh, DJ Ivy by about five yards. I mean, where were you, Al Blades, in coverage? You're supposed to be deep as the deepest, but you were not because, of course, you're not playing. You're not playing your assignments. So um, now that we've gotten that out the way, fire Josh Gaddis, fire Kevin Steele, Mario, get some real coordinators in here, and pray that some of these recruits stay. 45 to 3, no bueno. Um, 
there was just nothing good about this game. I, I, I mean, did y'all win? Did, did Miami win the tip off? I mean, the um, the coin flip because that might have been. <laughs> it, I, I mean, and you knew it. You you knew it. I you, called you, it. I called it. it. I called it. Your heart may have been, you know, maybe hurting today, but Miami is just not there yet, and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to say that. It's okay to admit that. But they have a lot of work to do. Um, starts with recruiting, and it then, and it then does. it starts. Uh, then the coaches have to put them, get them in. The right spot. I mean, they gave up 454 yards. Uh, Florida State was balanced. They had over 200 yards rushing, 229 to be exact. They had more rushing yards than passing yards, 225 passing. Uh, 62 passing yards for Miami, blah, blah, blah. We already spent too much time on this game. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to get out of here before, you know, I was trying to get away from it, but, you know. Uh, um, Florida State is bowl eligible. Um, makes officially. it even worse. Um, I'm still trying to okay. find. I'm what I'm trying to find is where are the wins. I was actually um, friend of the show, Cam Underwood, stateoftheu.com. We were actually talking uh, the other day, and we said where we were having a conversation. And I was saying where's the where's the long, where's the bowl elig- eligibility wins for. Uh, Miami, I, I don't see it. I don't see them. I mean, this team might not go bowling. They're four and five. They're fifth in the Coastal with remaining games. Remaining games against Georgia Tech coming up in Atlanta at Clemson and Pitt at home to finish the season over the next three weeks. Where's that? Where's that? To those two out of the three, I don't see it. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, they will yeah. beat Georgia Tech. They will beat Georgia Tech. Um, this team just overall looking at this team, injuries have ravaged this team. Zion Nelson, um, transfers have helped out on the defensive side, but. Miami's allowing their 85th in total defense. They're 45th at best against the run, which is top 50, but not good enough. Um, there are hundred and they're almost dead last in points per game allowed. Um, offensively, 60th in the country in, pa- in total yards, 34th in the country in passing yards because we're, you're down in every game. Uh, it's not good. 27 points a game is good for 74th in the country. Only converting 42% on the, uh, in third, on third down. There's a lot of work to do. We understand, but this portion of our, this yeah. cane portion of this broadcast <laughs> has been brought to you by Fred Crocodile Tears Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. I know it hurt. It hurts. I'm hurt dog. Don't ask it's, me. I'm all right. Yeah. We we have it. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah. Let's move on out of this. Let's get out of the despair. Uh, looking around the country, looking around the country, um, UCF thirty five twenty eight over Memphis. 
uh Michigan, they kind of they they had an early scare against uh against Rutgers. They got the ship right 52-17. Caleb Williams threw four touchdowns for the USC Trojans against our rival Cal for a 41-35 game. That team still worries me defensively. Uh, but as long as Caleb Williams is there and they have all those weapons, they'll be fine. That was a uh, hell of a game. That yes, was, it was. That was a I mean, every time you think you you thought USC had put Cal away, they will come back. Mm-hmm. And and then everyone was going crazy on for Cal for going for two. When they're like, they don't need to go for two. They only need to go one. That'll make it a four, a one score game. Why are they going for two? Because they're trying to win the game and not tie the game. I understood. I had no problem with coach going for two and making it. Uh, but if they would have got a chance to win, instead of a touchdown to tie it, they were trying to win. So, hey, hats off to coaches who go for wins. And um, shame on you, fans, reporters, um, and everyone else who jump on teams for trying to win games, and then you jump on them when they when it doesn't happen. You're like, well, 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 you can't have it both ways, you know. You you got if you, you can't have it both ways. That's all I'm saying. Definitely, definitely. Uh, number twenty, Syracuse upset by Pitt. 19 to 9. See, sorry, that guys. Last, last game hurt them. They're, yeah. uh, Syracuse is probably through now, but it was a great run. Uh, Dino, Dino Babers, as if they can sustain this momentum going into the next season, then that'll be a great, that, that'll be great. It'll be worth it. But if they fall back to being the orange of old, three win orange team then this run means nothing number 14 utah 45 20 on arizona uh number 22 slap that trick <laughs> <laughs> uh it is north carolina state at number 22 uh upsets wake forest was an in- upset of my picks ah okay um north carolina 31-28 can't stop a soul, but they can score like crazy. This team has been able to score every year. If I was you, Mac Brown, I would fire Gene Chizik. I would have left him in in Charles in um Charlottesville. Um, yeah, that yeah, no. That I mean the, Miami and their non-competitive defense can hold this team under tw- under 20. If you can't, that's a problem. But North Carolina, eight and one. I mean, yeah. they continue to just they just find ways to win games. I mean, if their schedule wasn't so not so great, if their schedule was actually a little bit better, I think they'd get a little bit more. Um, I think they'd get a little bit more, a little bit more coverage. But their schedule has been very, hmm, I guess. So, um, but definitely Drake May is a guy that you're gonna want to want to know for the next couple of years. Uh, he had two touchdowns, and he had a, a rushing touchdown to add to that. Uh, they were up 21-7 at halftime. Uh, again, UVA, not a good team, but they rallied to uh, – but it just wasn't a good enough push at the end. Uh, third, they lost 31-28. Um, 
Penn State, 45-14 over Indiana. It's Indiana football. And one Bo Nix. I got to give a big shout-out to Bo Nix because I said Bo Nix was absolute garbage. I said he was absolute positive garbage. And he's found a way to – he may not get into a Heisman discussion. If he comes if he comes back for one more year maybe – uh, no, he won't have another year. He has he'll he'll probably get an invite to the senior bowl or some other um postseason all-star game. He has a shot to actually make make him make himself some money right now. Playing real well. Real well. Uh nothing bad to say about Bo Nix at all. Wow. Yeah, wow. I changed I can't believe it, right? I changed my entire tune on Bo Nix. I mean wow. I, I'm allowed to be wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I have nothing. No I, I give credit for for the last four years. I thought he was absolute garbage, and he he's made he's more than made up for it. The transfer portal was really good to them. Um, now going forward, what are they from there? I don't know, but um, this team they bounced back. They're eight and one. They're first in the Pac-12 again. We got a collision course of Oregon versus USC in the Pac-12 championship. Um, defense looks real good. Can't say anything bad. The only if your only losses against the defend the reigning and defending national champion, who you your head coach was the defensive coordinator, and you don't have the horses to run with that team, and you haven't lost a game since. Yeah, they did. They're doing all right. Doing all right. So, anything else to, before we get out of here that maybe caught your eye? Yeah, a, a couple. A, a couple of things, yeah, and I'll, I'll mention my rattlers um, real quick. Uh, but before not ending the, before we end the um, convo on Bo Nix, um, the Oregon uh, slinger, uh, damn, eight and one. Can you believe it? But no, they play Washington next week. and mm-hmm. Who just and got that, upset by Oregon State, by the way. So that's going to be – a very interesting game. Um, 7 p.m. start, so it's probably a 10 p.m. start our time. Mm-hmm. Um, that game right there is going to be something. And one more thing on Bo, you didn't you didn't tell him you didn't tell him what what they had uh, the stats he had yesterday. Oh, Bo Nix stats wise. Uh, let's see what we got. 20 of 24, mm-hmm. 274, Ooh. Uh, for 83.3 completion percentage. Mm-hmm. He's been, this is his second time this season completing more than 80% of his passes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Third time. And one, two, three, four, seventh time completing at least 70% of his passes in a game. Uh, he also rushed for two touchdowns uh, in the 49-10 to win over Colorado. So Bo Nix is having a season, uh, 2,495 yards, 22 touchdowns, five interceptions. Whew. <clears throat> okay. Now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's all. That's all. And, and next week's game 
is going to be something. Penix versus uh, Knicks. Let's rock. 22 touchdowns to five picks for the season on him. I mean, uh, this is it, it shows it shows sometimes when you the program, the scheme, the system, the coach really does matter. Because going if you look at what he did with Auburn and Brian Harson, who was a bad hire in the last two places he's been. Um. Yeah, he. It's like he's a completely different quarterback. I mean, numbers are up across the board in every category. Uh, he was a at best he was a sixty-one percent passer last year. Still threw eleven touchdowns to three picks. He's not a high turnover guy, but just everything of everything looking real good for him. Um. Sometimes, sometimes again, it, it depends on where you go in recruiting. Sometimes it's not. Just because your dad went there doesn't always mean you should go there. Just sure. saying. Legacy players. Legacy players. Yeah. Uh, real quick, um, shout out to my Rattlers. Mm-hmm. Um, 30-16 went over Southern. I think it was 30-16. to 16. Yes, 30-16. Uh, over um, the Southern. dreaded Southern Jaguars. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure my Marching 100 kicked their band's ass. Um, mm. since they're a band that puts down their instruments. And if you know anything about HBCUs, HBC, prominent HBCU bands don't put down instruments when they perform. When you put down your instruments, you're an amateur. Uh, enough said there. Congratulations, Rattlers have won seven straight games. Let me repeat that. After starting the season 0-2, the Rattlers have won seven straight games. Congratulations. Um, finally, for me, what they say that everything before I go there, they say that everything is bigger in Texas. Mm-hmm. But what the f- blah, 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 blah. SMU defeats Houston in highest scoring regulation game in FBS history. 76-61. That's my former offensive coordinator out there at SMU. Dang. Hmm. 76-61. I got numbers for that game. You know, they say numbers tell it all, you know. Um, One point in this entire game. (laughs) One punt in the third quarter by SMU. Seven touchdown passes by Tanner Mordecai, former Oklahoma quarterback, by the way, by halftime. <laughs> Which had already tied AAC, an AAC single-game high. Previous record was set by Mordecai last year in September. Uh, ten total touchdown passes by Mordecai on the evening. Uh, he w- he went 28 for 37, 379 yards, nine touchdowns. He also scored a touchdown on the ground in the first half. Uh, 2016 was the last time a player had accounted for eight touchdowns and a half. Can you ke- can you tell me who that player was? 2016. Mm-hmm. Eight touchdowns and a half. And can you tell me the opponent? I know who it is. I didn't even need to know this stat. I didn't even need to know the name. You just had to say 2016. I don't know. 2016. I don't know. 
one Lamar Jackson versus Florida State. In a half? Yeah, in a half. That was his Heisman. That was his Heisman game. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson went crazy against Florida State. I mean, absolutely crazy. Um, well, Lamar didn't win the Heisman, did he? Lamar did win the Heisman that year. <laughs> he sure did. I don't he, see him on the Heisman um, commercials, but that's that's a neat that, here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I All know. right, continue. Continue. Um, Mordecai <laughs> did. Uh, he had he had that record. Uh, he did it on Saturday while becoming the only player in FBS history with seven touchdown passes and a TD run in a single half. Uh, the number eighteen is the touchdowns recorded by the two starting quarterbacks, Houston's Clayton Tune, who I did tell you to watch out for at the beginning of the year. Also had himself a day accounting for eight touchdowns, including one rushing touchdown. He threw for five hundred twenty-seven yards and mm. ran for. 111 yards. Mm, 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 mm. Got a couple more. Got a couple more. Just, 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 this game was crazy, by the way. By the way, this is Texas football. This is exactly what Texas football is. No defense, right? Uh, 20. The number 20 was the touchdown scored in this game, tying the record for the most in college football history. 65. At any level. At, at any, any level. At any level. Uh, 65 is the number of first downs between both teams. Uh, the Cougars and Mustangs moved the chains 34 and 31 times, respectively. Uh, 91 was the, the number for first half points. The total was three points shy of the FBS record in a single half. Uh, 100, 136 point score was the last time Houston's men's was the last time Houston's men's basketball team faced SMU. The Cougars defeated the Mustangs 75-61 to back in February uh, on the 27th. Uh, 141-point score between the teams, making it the highest scoring, as you said, regulation game in FBS history. And 1,352 is the total yards. Uh, Houston amassed 710 yards, while SMU had uh, 642 yards. I miss you. I miss you on my sideline, Red Lashley. Can you come back, please? Please, just saying. I'm sorry. I'm. So, I'm. We're sorry. We didn't mean to let you go. But by the way, by the way, me and um, I, I mentioned friend of the show, uh, Cam Underwood. We had a, in that same conversation we uh, that we spoke about earlier. Um, he he gave a nice little nugget. Um, uh, maybe a theory. Maybe a good idea. One Tyler Van Dyke maybe transfers to SMU and moves on. Who knows? Shout out to Cam. What's up, Cam? Yeah, we gotta have him back on at some point to kind of um, join my misery. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, those are the numbers uh, for that game. That game was crazy. Um, that's if you want to watch, if you love offense, that's the game. That was the, that was the game to watch. Although S and SMU pulled out some black uniforms. If you didn't know who they were, they looked like maybe like Memphis or Duke definitely did not look like SMU at all. Seeing it, you, you normally see them with the white, red, the red, white, and blue. Nah, it was, it was some very clean black matte helmets. I like them helmets, SMU. Shout out to y'all. Um, but yeah, that was a good game. Very good game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So um looking ahead, looking ahead to, to next week. 
Anything, any, anybody, anything that kind of catches our eye going into, I know you said you, we have a, uh, we have a Colorado USC game on a Friday. Those are always fun. Uh, Missouri, Missouri has been kind of tough the last couple of weeks. Tennessee don't get beat twice. Don't get mm. beat twice. Literally. Um, LSU, Arkansas, Arkansas was the one I forgot to say. Mm. Hey, Arkansas, Liberty. you just Shout lost out. the Liberty. Um, you just lost to Auburn's new head coach at some point. I'm calling it now. He freeze to Auburn. Uh, please don't have any more burner phone phones if you go back to the SEC, Mr. Freeze. Leave the leave the burner phones alone. Okay. Um, Nebraska, Michigan at the big house. That one's gonna be um, you know, Nebraska has scared some people, but uh, I don't know. Uh Alabama Ole Miss. Might Lane Kiffin give stick it to Coach Saban too? Just to, you know how you know how Coach Kiffin. If Alabama would have won this game, I was gonna pick Ole Miss next week. <laughs> I, I really was. I, I really was. I still but might. Now, I still might. <laughs> I, I now have to reevaluate. Have to reevaluate. We'll see. Clemson. Louisville should be interesting. Louisville has um, upset somebody. They upset Wake Forest when they had no business. Could the um, kid be starting this game? Yeah. Yeah. I, if Dabo, just go ahead and make the switch. Just do it. Just do it. If you do it, you can never go back. <sighs> you can't. But why would unless you go back? I, 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 unless you're um, Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you know, you know. All right. Your Terps. Ter- your Terps uh, face off against the number fifteen uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. They won't. So, yeah, Oof. yeah. Oof. Uh, UCF and Tulane. That's going to be an interesting one. Georgia, Mississippi State, Georgia. Uh, if they play like they did last this past Saturday, oh boy. Uh, the rivalry games are going to start coming in hot. We have Washington and Oregon. That's one of the biggest rivalries on the West Coast. We have number we have uh, TCU in Texas. Uh, Florida State looks to go to seven and three. After uh, I think they're going to go to seven and three. They they have Syracuse. It's going to get ugly. Uh, Wake Forest and and North Carolina. That'll be a good one. I think that was going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, UCLA Arizona. Uh, maybe just maybe we might have some. Uh, we might have fireworks there. Arizona's not a terrible team. They're not a good team, but they're not a terrible team either. Um, App State and I'm sorry. Um, that was last week. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, we have some. We got some. We got some interesting ones going for us. So I think we'll be good. I think we'll be fine for the following week. Uh, any games that that kind of catch your eye going into next week? Uh, told you we. Talked about Oregon and Washington. I'm Oregon, Washington, yeah. Um, uh, man, Wisconsin, Iowa. Is how many point? How many points is scored in that game? Two point five. <sighs> Safety and a half. Jeez, sheesh. Who kicks that field goal at the end of regulation? It misses. <laughs> <laughs> Say so 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 you're saying we're gonna have a zero zero tie and it's going three overtimes and someone gets a safety in overtime. 
Even though I don't know if that's even possible, but that's not even possible. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a snoozer. I honestly now watch that game be like 35-33. Yeah, yeah. It always if you, is. Yeah. It always you. that always happens. Yep. Right? When you, you expect one thing and yes. totally nothing else happens. So sort of um, like expecting Bethune Cookman to beat Alabama State for their homecoming. <laughs> I was trying to leave that alone. I was trying to leave that alone. <laughs> the dig. See, I'm going to stay out of that rivalry. I have nothing to do with that. I, I try to stay out of other other folks' business, so I'm going to stay out of that one. I'm definitely going to stay out of that one. The Spurrier Bowl is this weekend, by the way. Uh, South Carolina, Florida. The Spurrier Bowl. Mm-hmm. Spurrier Bowl. Um, the first... All, did Auburn did did I miss something or did Auburn Auburn play this weekend? No, they didn't. So the first game for one Cadillac Williams. Caddy. First game. Good luck, Caddy. Oh no, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They did play this weekend. They lost 35, 39, 33 in overtime. Mm, sorry, coach. Sorry. Next week. Next week. Gotcha. It's always next week, Coach. Yeah, maybe not for you, but there's always next week somewhere. Last but not least, um, Jackson State 41-14 uh, over Texas State. Shador Sanders, hmm, big game. Still no Heisman, but um, they did good. And 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 the message from him from one Coach Sanders, I'll give him. Uh, you know, he wanted to impart upon his uh, his players that you know. Sometimes you gotta you gotta separate yourself, make better decisions, and no one's leaving the, the hotel. Looks like no one left the hotel. Good job, coach. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um I think that's a wrap for us today on the college football overdrive podcast. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Guys, come 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 for me. I need some help. I'm not okay. Okay, not okay. Um, last time we went to Georgia Tech, it wasn't good. So pray for me this week too. Um, nah, I'm still hurt, dog. Don't ask me. I'm all right. Just come check on me. Uh, Fred Purdue CFB. Uh, I, I have my NFL team, I guess. Who knows? Um, uh, where can they find you, Rick? Uh, find me on Twitter at RickBrown91. Um, you don't have to ask me anything. You don't <laughs> have to tell me anything. I don't need, I do have, I don't need, I do have to I don't ask need controlling. I don't I need do need to ask like you a question. I do. When Ask are the Canes going to win another game? You got to answer that. You got to answer They're going to win Saturday. They're going to win their next game. I guarantee, I guarantee it. Whoa. You know, you know. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but until next time, folks, this is the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. That is Rick Brown. Stay safe and peace. Peace.